This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Now, you know, Mike Barkle, it wasn't so long ago that Steve King had all of his committee assignments taken away from him by Republicans uh, for, for saying things that actually look very mild compared to what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said this weekend. And again, here's somebody talking about uh, an insurrection and talking about how it should have been armed. You know, Joe, there seems to be a consensus that Kevin McCarthy is of limited ability and he has made so many deals thus far. Just listening to Brendan reminded me of this. He's made so many deals thus far over the past three or four years in his pursuit of becoming speaker that he can no longer remember what deals he made. If you want to know the future of the Republican Party, as you were discussing quite articulately last hour, take a look at the cover of the New York Post this morning, Eyes on the Spies. And it's the Republicans' intention Kevin McCarthy's intention to subpoena 51 former members of the American intelligence community to pursue the Hunter Biden story. So if you're out there sitting at home, if you're out there sitting at home worried about your oh home heating oil bill, your grocery bill, the status oh of your kids in school, forget about that because themselves. we've got to get really to the can. bottom of the Hunter Biden story. We've got to cut Clapper and Brennan in and find out why before? they lied. Yeah, no, we, we've seen this we before, have where they seen go after Joe Biden's remaining son. You know, the time. people like Joe Again, Biden, they, this is, has been, we've gone through this. Well, Haven't we gone through this? The thing is, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, if Hunter Biden uh, has done anything wrong, the DOJ's investigating Absolutely. him, let the chips fall where they not, may. Not saying but that. this singular obsession, though, yes. as I've said before, they're in a bubble. And it causes them to lose. Now, as everybody knows, the New York Post, it's the official paper of Morning Joe. So <laughs> I don't right. ever speak ill of the New York Post. I will say they got way ahead of themselves on Durham's hilariously bad investigation. Just like the Wall Street Journal had some op-ed writers got way ahead. Every time they go down this path and they want to investigate the investigators. They want to attack the FBI. They want to attack the CIA. They want to attack the intel community. It never pays off for them. In a world of lies, conspiracies, and divisive rhetoric, it is sometimes a tough call on which ones to give oxygen to and which ones to ignore. But this morning, a sitting U.S. Congresswoman suggests that if she okay. had been in let, charge let me, of the January me, 6th okay, attack we'll play, on the Capitol, we'll, the crowd... We'll go ahead, Denver. Um, we're going to cut this. I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is play. This is so good. I want to play that later. But I got I got wood. I got a chop Monday, 12 December, year of our Lord, 2022. Pretty historic weekend when we talk about uh, investigations and getting to the bottom of the administrative state and its uh, its um, compliance with complicity with partnership with the Chinese Communist Party. So like on a morning, Joe, sitting there laughing. Oh, yeah. 
that's so funny. The 51 intelligence officers, the New York Post have the cover. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do Hunter Biden. We've got the uh, paper here just somewhere, the, the exclusive yesterday uh, by John Levin or Levine of the uh, New York Post uh, with uh, Comer about the subpoenas are ready to go. If you look at what's happened in the last 48 hours uh, from coming out of Twitter about the prosecution of Fauci, about, as, as this audience knows, the great Barrington Declaration, the way the Stanford and Harvard and Yale professors were crushed uh, by Fauci and, um, and Big Pharma, that's all going to come out. You've got uh, more information about the intelligence officers, more information about Hunter Biden, um, and it's a full game on. The big headline coming in the New York Post yesterday is that they're ready to go with subpoenas like January 3rd or the morning of the 4th. They've been investigating. Comer has had a staff on this since, uh, he says, for a year. Uh, and so there's so much going on. I want to bring in Boris Epstein. Boris, the um, the sea change here in the last 72 hours. Here's the reason. You know, uh, Elon Musk has gone full war room. He's saying, hey, we need more signal, less noise over at Twitter and from the mainstream media. He, he's uh, talking about uh, prosecute uh, Fauci. And most importantly, he admitted he bought a crime scene. He says, oh, you know, this is both a social media platform and a crime scene. <clears throat> the crime is not the uh, merely the Twitter executives. D don't That's chasing rabbits. Yes, they're, they're complicit in this. But like Jack Basobic said, this is an intelligence operation. This is a absolute coup against Donald Trump from his own administration, his FBI director, Ray, his attorney general, Barr, his head of DHS, uh, his head of uh, CISA or CISA, uh, DNI, I think is in there. You've got uh, DOD Esper, you got Milley, you got all of it. Uh, and it's all going to come out. Uh, and, and Morning Joe can laugh about it. And, and by the way, people can walk and chew gum at the same time. That's where we're finding this omnibus bill the debt ceiling, all the stuff of the administrative state, all the funding they need from the Federal Reserve. So it's pitched battle in Washington, D.C. Boris Epstein, uh, your assessment of all this, sir. Steve, good morning. Great to be with you. Honored to be with you and the posse this morning. What, what you're hearing there from Morning Mika and all those deranged members of the establishment is nerves. They're worried because they know that they have been exposed. They know that what has been sh now shown to the world is that there's absolutely zero doubt that deep state Democrats and big, big tech colluded to deplatform, censor, and injure President Donald J. Trump. It was absolutely a part of a coup. Coup that has actually that started before the election with the Russia hoax, continued through the election with the Russia hoax, and two impeachments, and, and, and now is continuing as a preemptive coup with these absolutely fake, false, and witch hunt weaponization of law enforcement against President Trump. So all this ties, ties together in a collusion conspiracy against President Trump and against MAGA. And you're totally right. If I had to point to one most important statement from Elon Musk over the last you know, several weeks, it is saying that Twitter is a crime scene. And what is the crime? The crime is the stealing of the 2020 election from President Donald J. Trump. That is what the crime is. Stealing that election from President Trump, stealing it from MAGA, and stealing it from the American public. And you better believe 
that the chickens are coming home to roost. Musk also calling out Perkins Cooley for rigging the election. Rigging and stealing of the 2020 election. That is what was undertaken. That is what was attempted. And that is what they did. And you've got all the elements of a crime dead to rights. And by the way, this is very important. Those are good. People are going to say, well, this is just Twitter. It's a private company. Sure. But once that private company starts coordinating and colluding with government entities, FBI, DHS, DNI, that is government action, and you've got full-on First Amendment violations that Twitter, in collusion with the deep state, committed. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's pretty shocking. And you look at, uh, you know, you look at, and all look, all roads lead back to the CCP. I've got Dr. Thayer in studio. Monica Crowley's on deck to talk about all that, because whether it's the Wuhan lab, whether it's Fauci, um, whether it's the Great Barrington Declaration, I mean, he's one after the other. But the heart of this is, and I want to make sure everybody understands this, it's not just Twitter and his executives. That is not a misdirection play, but that is the noise, not the signal. The signal here is the fact of the FBI and DOJ's direct involvement and in really using Twitter as a as a as a platform uh, for an intelligence operation. Am I correct in that, sir? No doubt about it. Absolutely. Twitter was just a tool in the hands of the deep state in, in attacking President Trump and doing all they can to prevent President Trump from being reelected. And now we have seen inside the belly of the beast. We've seen inside the belly of the beast, the, the revelations of the weekly meetings, the messaging on, oh, man, this, this post needs to be throttled down. This post cannot be allowed to be throttled up. That kind of censorship, that kind of collusion has only been seen historically, and this was obviously before big tech, but the cooperation between government, law, weaponized law enforcement, and enterprise has only been seen in tyrannical countries. And Steve, you're right. That's what, that's what happens in the CCP. Companies that appear to be to the outside world, they be free and, and actual businesses, are just arms of their deep state. And now you've got liberals who have been ingrained, woke liberals ingrained as, and people should know this, right? There's political appointees and then there's career appointees. And career appointees in the government make up a huge majority of the staff. And those woke liberal members of the career, career appointees have been colluded with Twitter and others. And it's not just Twitter. We know it's other Facebook, Meta, others as well, colluding against MAGA, against President Trump, and did all they can to rig and steal the 2020 presidential election. And again, look at the facts. There's no way, there's no way that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. There's no Impossible. way that the numbers Possible. out of Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada are real. Possible. And yeah. anybody who called them out for it was punished by this collusion between deep state government, weaponized law enforcement, Democrats, and big tech. Um, talk to us about this kind of surprise, at least it caught the mainstream media by surprise, development by this federal judge on the contempt uh, issue on Friday. <coughs> So you know that whole development, the whole proceeding is uh, is under seal. So I've got to be I've got to be careful here. But if you look at the public reporting, you will see that the mainstream media is screaming, crying because they were expecting a ruling against President Trump and his team. And what they what they received again, according to public reports, is the absolute opposite. And what this tells you is that this weaponization, this overreaching 
by law enforcement, by the highest level of law enforcement, by the highest level of the Department of Justice, in quotes, and of course, by the pathetic hopeless Biden administration, that overreaching is, is running into a brick wall. And even liberals, even, even liberal appointed judges and justices are saying, this is too much. We have to stand up for our country. So, and you know, there were days and days and days of leaking before Friday, and the Washington Post was acting as the spokesperson for the DOJ and the weaponized law enforcement. And you haven't heard much yep. from them after because they did not get the result that they pushed so hard for, again, according to public reports. Uh, Boris, oh, how do people follow you uh, now more than ever on your social media? What are your coordinates? Well, Steve, President Trump and his team, we're going to continue to fight against weaponization. We're going to continue to fight against collusion between Democrats, deep state establishment, and big tech. And we're going to stand for America and bring our country back to greatness. That's what it's all about. That's why President Trump is running for the Oval Office again. My information, BorisCP.com is the, the website, hot on BorisCP.com, hot on Getter at BorisCP, hot on Twitter at BorisCP, hot on True Social at Boris, and the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, uh, Boris. Thank you very much to start off coming in hot, as we say. Uh, Dr. Bradley Thayer is in studio for a couple of segments. Uh, I got Monica Crowley on deck. All roads. I mean, you go back to, to uh, Dr. Thayer in um, everything Elon Musk is talking about this weekend. All roads go back to the CCP. The Hunter Biden situation, the Great Barrington Declaration, the Wuhan lab, prosecuting Fauci, Everything, the 51 intelligence officers, it all goes back to the CCP. How does that fall into your new book, Understanding the China Threat? How does it go back into the China threat that's here and a present danger in this country, sir? Well, Steve, it's great to join you in the studio today. Um, it, it shows really what a mess we're in and how uh, we got into this mess uh, through the problem of elite capture, uh, the fact that uh, the Chinese Communist Party designed a strategy uh, to stay, not repeat the mistake that the Soviet Union did, uh, but to enter into a Western economic ecosystem and with the cooperation of Western politicians, Western business people. And so what you had was uh, a lot of individuals for decades, year after year, get rich uh, through this interaction and their influence grew year by year. And so what we've had has You're been saying the Soviets had a decoupling from the beginning, and that's why they didn't. I tell you what, let's go to break. We got a short commercial break. I've got uh, got a couple of pens up here. I've got Monica Crowley. We've got Dr. Bradley Thayer, the new book, Understanding the China Threat. Steve Cortez coming up with Capital Markets. We're going to get into all the investigations Elon Musk is demanding coming out of Twitter. All next in the world. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, well, uh, welcome back. Um, two things in the in the post, of course, was the story. It was the paper Alexander Hamilton's paper, now owned by Murdoch. Um, I think oldest continuous paper in the country, or close to, but the oldest, most prestigious tabloid in the world. Uh, and I say that lovingly, just doing a great job. The Sunday morning edition, because all roads. I don't want anybody in this audience to be misled by because you're too smart for that, and you've been better trained than that on this show. All roads lead back to our mortal enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. All roads, okay? In the Sunday edition, uh, they had uh, an exclusive, uh, John um, uh, Levin, who's the great reporter, that had the exclusive thing on Hunter Biden and the investigation with Comer. And it is absolutely, they've been working on this for a year. And I want to quote, they got... um, uh, what we learned from interviews is that more than that is also an effort to try to help the Chinese Communist Party get their foot in the door and try to purchase drillers. They start buying ownership and infrastructure, American energy industry. It just goes on and on and on. This is China trying to buy ownership into our American industry. This is a national security threat. They've got subpoenas ready to roll. Subpoenas ready to roll on the afternoon of January 3rd. Comer and the Oversight Committee, they're ready to roll. You now know the 50. Can we get the uh, can we get the uh, the New York Post this morning of the 51 this morning? Joe, they're laughing and they're and, and you got to remember what network are they for? MSNBC. Who, who did the Olympics? Who, who kowtows and kisses the Chinese Communist Party's ass and gives them money for propaganda? NBC. NBC is a propaganda arm of the Chinese Communist Party. Look at that. Look at the Winter Olympics. By the way, the Winter Olympics were Putin where Putin and uh, came over, and that's where he made the deal with, uh, with Xi. We're going to be partners in the Eurasian landmass. You're going to have to have my back. You're going to have to underwrite me. I'm going to go through some tough times. We're going to cut some big-time energy deals. I'm going to give you natural gas. Yes, you have the output deal right now with the Persians in Iran, right? You're going to get one with the Saudis. You're going to control the, 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 the Iranian oil assets because we're going to take it for 40 years. The CCP is. You're going to take it. In uh, in the Gulf with the uh, with the uh, with the Saudis, and oh by the way, we're going to do a basket of currencies that's going to get off the U.S. dollar. This is very well thought through. These people are they are hammers. They're controlling great empires, and they act like adults, not like the children we have. And they go, and that's why understanding the China threat. This is elite capture. This is what they do, Doctor Thayer. All roads lead back to the Chinese Communist Party. And all roads lead back. Sam Faddis, the great Sam Faddis. Gaffney had an interview with the great Sam Faddis, who spent a career with the CIA and other intelligence, you know, operations his entire career. He says Biden's a controlled, a controlled, uh, controlled asset. This is what elite, when you see the Hunter Biden laptop, it's not about Hunter Biden. He's just, the, he's just the new business guy. He's drinking what the client's drinking, right? The asset they're trying to monetize is the office of the vice president and then the office of the presidency of Joe Biden. That's why Joe, Dr. Thayer, this is how they roll, right? This is one of the aspects of when they have a overall strategy. You talk about elite capture. Elite capture is through money, blackmail, sex, all of And by the way, in Hunter, they got a, like I used to say, you come for the point, you come for the perversion, you stay for the compromise, right? 
and all this is coming out. All, and, they, and they've got David Brock and these guys trying to intimidate witnesses already. They're coming all of us for defamation. Hey, suck on a couple of subpoenas that are going to come from the uh, oversight committee. Suck on a few of those before you start rolling on defamation. People are not going to back off this. These people are traitors. Let me be very specific. The 51 intelligence officers knew at the time it was not Russian disinformation. They knew with what uh, CEF and these other Chinese Communist Party operates and that they also had intelligence. Uh, Patrick Ho and other intelligence officers that told Hunter Biden, they knew exactly what they had. These The Bidens are traitors. The people around them are traitors. The 51 intelligence officers are traitors. Okay, traitors guilty of treason. And we're not going to stop. This is going to get big league ugly and Morning Joe and, and the plagiarist uh, from the Boston Globe, the moronic Irishman, they roll that guy out as like the drunk, the, the weird drunk Irish uh, uncle, right? No, laugh all you want. We love you laughing. Hey, okay, we're, as my mom used to say, we're going to give you something to laugh about. Dr. Bradley Thayer. Steve, I think we need to recognize, of course, that Deng Xiaoping was one of the greatest strategists of the 20th century. Uh, bar none. He was able to reform China, put China on the path for economic reform while refusing uh, to execute political reform. So what we got was a China that was welcome to investment from the West. And of course, so many Western for firms did invest in China and um, that allowed a stake uh, uh, basically for politicians, for elites uh, throughout the West to become stakeholders in China's rise. And so what we're witnessing now really are the fruits of that labor. And we've been witnessing it for decades. It's not a new thing. It's coming to the head, uh, obviously, for the reasons that you identified. But this is China's strategy. And they have many different avenues uh, of advancing it. And that helps also. Most that, that it's China's strategy. But in Tiananmen, remember, in that six-month period where the Berlin Wall fell because they had been decoupled, Right. Skullcroft is flown over by the bushes to tell Deng Xiaoping when their backs against the wall in Tiananmen to say, hey, look, let's let's get a partnership. Right. You're, you're going to be the manufacturing base. This is this is this is our elites have been in on this from the beginning. If the elite, if the Bush 41 had not flown in and had Deng Xiaoping's back, Tiananmen would have gone throughout the nation and you had a free China today. The Chinese Communist Party has been in business with the political and economic elites and capital markets elites of the United States of America in the entire West, right, since the beginning. This is what, what McCarthy, what, what McCarthy, I said this the other day, McCarthy came to fame for what? Who lost China in 49? When Marshall, the place was infested with communists in the State Department, infested with communists, John Server, to Patrick Davies and those guys, they were all touting, oh, the Chinese Communist Party are just reformers, they're just land reformers, they're, it's agrarian populism, right? It was all crap at the time. The American elites, the American Atlanticist elites, right, have been in business with the Chinese Communist Party since the very beginning. And now we got it, and he caught him red-handed with taking money. He caught the intelligence apparatus saying, this is a Russian disinformation. Is there any doubt in your mind they knew it was a lie when they said that, Dr. Thayer, given their sophistication? No, uh, none whatsoever. And, and they recognized what they were doing and, and the purpose that it was going to serve uh, to help their favorite candidate win the election. 
understanding the China threat. This thing is pretty, by the way, a very prestigious publisher. Again, my favorite guy, Lin Chao Han, and he's in the first position. Dr. Thayer, you're such a classy guy in doing that. Lin Chao is the best. This book, and Captain Fennell, who I revere, the great naval intelligence officer who gave up his career by going to the Naval Academy and telling the people back, I think, in 14 or 15, that the CCP was going to win a kinetic war against us in the South China Sea. Uh, how do people get this book? This is when Fennell tells it. Captain Fennell, who is uh, James Fennell, says, Understanding the Chinese Threat by Lin Chao and Dr. Bradley is the most important book I have ever read about the existential threat from the People's Republic of China. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good poll quote. It is, and we're very grateful for it and all the support that we've had uh, for the book. It's a, a very significant work because we do document how um, the CCP operates really from its inception uh, through the time when it was out of power, then when it came into power in 1949. And fundamental takeaways there are that it's always targeted the United States. Always. And that hasn't wavered. And we fought kinetic wars with the Chinese Communist Party before in Korea, in Vietnam, where they were manning anti-aircraft artillery sites and other uh, ways of undermining our effort uh, to protect South Vietnam. So the war has really, uh, obviously, we need to recognize, as you've noted so often, Steve, that there's an ideological element, an economic element, diplomatic, military. It's an all-azimuth war uh, that we're fighting against the CCP, and we've been slow off the mark. And part of the reason why we've been slow off the mark is because of elite capture. You'll recall, Steve, uh, Clinton campaign, Clinton-Gore campaign in 92 excoriated Bush for coddling dictators from Baghdad to Beijing, as they put it, right? So for two years, the Clinton administration withheld most favored nation status. They linked that to renewal of um, human rights in China right. to MNF. Then until, they they were cap until they were captured <clears throat> by bags of cash, right? And then they reversed it. And then they <laughs> yes. put on the WTO path and yes. then uh, the horse was out of the barn. Uh, by that point. So that was a, a very significant failing that we had in the 1990s as well. It's a long and assorted history no. of mistakes that we've made. It's going to get more sorted because it's all going to come now front and center. It's all going to come front and center with the, both the perversion of Hunter Biden and the compromise of the Biden crime family. And you're going to see where money's gone all over. And the performative stuff that, that Garland and DOJ and even under Barr, this performance, they roll up a couple of Chinese professors or a couple of Grundoons, apparatchiks, mid-level people. No, the corruption and money is, as Bradley Thayer says, it's total and complete elite capture of Wall Street, of global corporations, of our universities, right, and our political. And by the way, it's Republican and Democrat. There's, when this thing starts, when they scab the pus underneath this scab is nasty and it's both parts. it's the uniparty it's not just going to be the biden crime family although they'll be front and center given uh as uh as uh sam faddis says their controlled assets what social media how do they get the book and uh and where they go to follow you dr thayer well they can get the book at amazon or or they can get it from uh, rutledge the publisher and uh, you can follow me at uh, center for security policy where i'm the director of the china program uh, there or uh, at Truth and get her at uh, at Bradley Thayer. We got to get Thayer onto the. Uh, we got to get him onto this uh, committee, the China, the China, the Joint China Task Force Committee, right? Select committee. It's got to be. It's got to be hammer time. I guess Gallagher is going to lead it. Doctor Thayer, thank you for coming in today. Appreciate. It. Thank you for dropping off these books. There'll be now stocking stuffers for everybody that comes into the war room. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you, Bradley Steve. Thayer. My pleasure. Okay, but Doctor Thayer, the, all roads lead back to Beijing. 
Remember, Nixon, the grand strategist, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It was Nixon and Kissinger that flipped the CCP to help us take down the Soviet empire, right? Now they're uh, unchained. They're unchained because they bribed the American establishment. Monica Crowley is going to put it all in perspective, particularly President Nixon. Excellent woman. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kick. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Back. Okay, we're going to have Cortez up in a minute. You know, Janet Yellen, I don't know what she's selling on her exit interview, but man, it's getting cray-cray. The Mac Daddy on Drudge has got her like at Santa Claus, and she's talking about, you know, I don't know, inflation's going away. It's all madness, but Cortez is going to make it all clear for us. We know uh, this Christmas is going to be tight for many, many, many people from most of the country, and it's going to get tighter. That's why you got to husband all your resources. Go to MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. Still up to 80% off the inventory clearance for Christmas. Sales on virtually everything. Buy one, get one's free. Just check it out. Toppers pillows sheets remember money back guarantee to march 31st if whoever you give it to doesn't absolutely love it the color the pattern you pick it right make sure that uh, if you're giving something to somebody that watches the war room we want to support mike lindell that fabulous american manufacturing company up in uh, minnesota and of course your humble servants here at the war room uh you can't go to you know you can't get it in big box why because he stood up for the american people he had your back during the toughest times, and they pull him out of everywhere, including even the shopping channels. MyPillow.com, promo code WORM. You'll get the you'll get our what we call our square with all the different sales. Just have at it, and you can still get it. You order now, you still get it for Christmas. Make sure it's under the tree on Christmas morning. Uh, Monica Crowley. Uh, Monica, our audience is going to be seeing a lot more of you because you're the person that can connect all the dots. When you see this thing on Twitter, well, first off, nobody was tougher or savvier than Dick Nixon. We knew we had a, not just a massive problem in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, but that was not, he understood that the Chinese and the Vietnam, the Vietnamese were not, let's say, kissing cousins, okay? They did not like each other a lot. Um, it was the Soviet Union. He had to take down, had to lay the predicate for Nixon to come, or for Reagan later to come in and take down the evil empire. That predicate was breaking up the International Communist Partnership on the Eurasian landmass. What Biden has now forced back together, right? Unbelievable. After we've spent the 20th century, you know, disuniting these people uh, are these two regimes, not the people. The people, the Lao Beijing and the Russian people don't come any better than those two. It's the leadership that has been awful and criminals. Uh, tell me about Nixon and his, his thoughts about the Chinese and dealing with the CCP. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. It's always great to talk to you and to be back. Um, thank you for the question. It's a really big question. And I actually wrote my PhD dissertation 
about the United States' handling of the People's Republic of China in two eras, with the advent of the CCP takeover in 1949-1950, and then fast forward 20-25 years to the Nixon-Kissinger handling of it. And what I found in all of my research is that when the CCP was taking control of China, the Truman administration looked at it and said, we cannot take on two monstrous communist entities. The priority is the Soviet Union. So what we're going to do here in 1949 is back off from China for a while. We're not going to try to intervene. We're not going to try to fight two wars. We're going to deal with the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc and let China sort itself out. Well, then there was the, the uh, Sino-Soviet split in 1950, and then there was some sort of movement of the Soviets and the China Chinese starting to look at each other again um, with an appealing eye. Nixon comes in, he realizes that America's resources are now so strained because of the war in Vietnam that he is gonna do two things. Because he cannot take on both the Soviet Union and China aggressively, given the war in Vietnam and the political and economic constraints on the country at the time, he's going to do two things. He's going to do detente with the Soviet Union, a warming, if you will, of relations with them, and he's going to open the door to China. And yes, the Vietnam War was a critical component of it, but it was part of a much bigger geopolitical strategy. It was to use China as a strategic counterweight against growing Soviet power. In the late 60s, early 70s, Steve, the Soviet Union was expanding their nuclear arsenal, both conventional and otherwise, and, and the United States simply couldn't match because we were bogged down in Vietnam. So Nixon took a longer-term view of China when he did what he did. But Nixon was nothing if not adaptable. And I was with him on his very last trip to China, I believe it was 1992 or 1993, we went to China. This was just a couple of years after Tiananmen Square. And Richard Nixon and maybe Henry Kissinger, Steve, were the only two people on the face of the earth who could lay into the CCP with the brutal truth and have them just sit there and take it. And at that time, the Chinese were trying to get integrated into the global economic system we know now the result of that, but they were trying desperately to get admittance to the World Trade Organization and so on. And Nixon looked at them and said, if you want me to try to help you get into that global economic system, you have to stop killing your people. Now, he, he again, was really the only one who could say this to them and have them sit there and take it without any pushback or any kind of lies or, or def defensive mechanisms. But, you know, we saw what has happened over the last 30 years since he had that conversation. And the question I get most often, Steve, is what would Nixon think right now? He would have recognized a long time ago that the CCP is our greatest enemy. And I want to share one thing that he told me about the Soviets versus the Chinese. He said that in dealing with the Soviets, obviously they were liars and obviously they were our main competitors at the time. But he said they were very emotional. So you'd be negotiating with them yeah. and they'd be lying through their teeth, but they drank vodka and they were slamming the tables. He said the CCP 
had a much longer time frame for world domination, millennia, because the Chinese culture is based yeah. in millennia. And he said they were inscrutable. You never knew what they were thinking. They were not emotional at all. And they would lie to your face in a very even keeled way, the exact opposite of the Soviets. So if Nixon were around today, uh, he would consider the CCP our number one adversary, and he would be advising aggressive action across the board. Yeah, if you, when you start reading the emails with Hunter Biden, you'll see this. They they have a they have a very well thought through. CCP has a, a very well thought through plan. It was in it was in that conversation. Remember when they first there with Mao Zedong when they kind of went over early uh, when the plane landed to see him and uh, and uh, Cho and Lai. The conversation drags and they ask Kissinger what what is uh, Kissinger asking him as a conversation starter. You know what's your thoughts since you're revolutionaries. What's your thoughts on the French Revolution? And Cho and Lai looks at him and says, "Too early to tell." Right? They 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 take the long they take the long view on things. Right? Too yeah. early to tell. Uh, and by the way, we're getting the French Revolution every day here. That's what the cultural that's what the uh, the cultural revolution was. The Red Guards. Um, I want to go to um, the, the the you've seen this playbook before. Also, talk about the book Silent Coup. Your relationship with Nixon, and particularly the fact that the FBI came after Richard Nixon, the FBI in the federal court system has been Jeff Shepard explained in his book, silent coups explained in their book. It's the FBI, DOJ, the federal court system, the same people surrounding Donald Trump and the same people that took him out uh, in, uh, in 2020. And they took him out. This is all going to go to that point. Ladies and gentlemen, write it down, take your number two pencil out and write that down. Monica Crowley. Yes, it's a really important question, Steve, because it puts all of this into context. So for 50 years, we now have a 50-year arc from Richard Nixon through Donald Trump of the deep state, the weaponization of our own government against us. But when you look at their key targets, beginning with Richard Nixon, these are all individuals who are not just conservatives or not just populists but they're individuals who represent America first and therefore pose an existential threat to them and their absolute grip on power. Remember, in this country, the real power does not lie with the White House or on Capitol Hill or in the courts. The real power is the shadow government known as the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy, and then they've got their wingmen in the press. So Richard Nixon was their very first target. Why? Because in Richard Nixon's second term, which he was not allowed to complete, just as Donald Trump was denied a second term. Ho, 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 hang on, hang on. Not able to complete after a stunning uh, landslide victory. Let's always remember that. A blowout landslide. The American people rendered their judgment. Okay, they rendered their judgment. Nixon won a blowout. Uh, His second term was a blowout landslide. Was it not Monica Crowley? Yes, it was a stunning. And to that point, Richard Nixon had garnered more votes for president than any other candidate in the history of the country, period. So Richard Nixon was he was going to do something really important, Steve. One of his closest advisors was actually a Democrat. It was Daniel Patrick Moynihan, Democrat senator from the state of New York. And Moynihan was an old school liberal, but Moynihan used to say, 
that every 20 years, every generation or so, the entire executive branch needed to be uprooted. Root and branch just pulled up and reformed. And we did it after World War II. And then in the 1960s, they they were going to do it and it never came to pass. So when Nixon was president, it was long past time for a major reformation of the executive branch. They knew that. Moynihan's warning was, look, if you let this, uh, let all of these people and these policies and these approaches get entrenched, you'll never be able to uproot it. And the corruption will run so deep. And Nixon understood that. And so in his second term, he was going to do exactly that. He was going to pull up the National Security Council. He was going to pull up the CIA, all of the intel agencies. He was going to pull up uh, the permanent bureaucracy and do a major reform. They could not allow him to do that. So again, I'm not excusing Nixon's behavior in Watergate. The FBI set him up. And one last thing. The CIA also played a significant role in this, because keep in mind that four out of the seven Watergate burglars were in the employ of the CIA. This was a deep <laughs> hold it, hold to frame. The other Nixon. two, McCord and Liddy, I guess McCord both ways. He was CIA and FBI, but Liddy, I mean, so five, six of the seven, I think, were either FBI just a random, no coincidence, we're either FBI or CIA operatives or agents. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Monica, we it, got, it's, it's incredible. And, and only you can tell the story. We're going to spend a lot more time with this. Monica, how do people get to you on social media uh, and follow oh. your writings and your podcast? Thank you so much. It's the Monica Crowley podcast. I do it three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. So Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. There it is. Today, I'm going to have the great Devin Nunes on uh, to talk about this, the deep state revelations from the Twitter files, because he was really the original guy on the Intel Committee a couple of years back exposing all of this. And he took a lot of heat for exposing the truth. So Nunes will be with me today Um, on Twitter and and Truth Social. I am at Monica Crowley. And on Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. Uh, Monica Crowley, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Great Always insights of Daniel Patrick Monahan. By the way, Nixon's the first to admit, and Monahan and those guys will tell you he wasn't going to take on the demand. He wasn't going to take on the Great Society. He says I got to pick my. I got to pick my shots here. I can't take on the Great Society. It's you know it's out of control. It's going to get worse. But I got to do for the good of the country the national security aspect of it. People have to make trade offs. Uh, Okay, short break. We got Darren Beatty. He's got one pom-pom up, maybe another pom-pom off the floor. We'll just talk all about it. Also, the great Steve Cortez will join us. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. In Joe Biden's America... Criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, 
you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Please, you're the best. Thanks, Sam. The we best in the business. No Musk. No, no, no conversation well, about Musk I today. Mean, you guys already done it. So you guys have already done it. No, we no, haven't. No, no, no. I just got to say, to be, not to. You know, to be honest with you. When, not to bring us into when, our life. When he's so obviously gross, playing into sort of, he's doing like this shock opera routine. You know, like his, his thing on Anthony Fauci, I, again, it's I, again, I just, it it's is. stupid. It's dangerous if you have a lot of money in Tesla. It's stupid otherwise. Yeah. All of this sort of Twitter infighting. Again, Andrew, okay, you brought him up. So I'll just say. Okay, I like, okay, here, here's, here, it, it goes on. They're so freaked out about what he did with uh, with uh, Fauci and Wuhan and the prosecution and all of it. I want to bring in Darren Beatty. Thanks for carving out some time. Darren, put it in perspective for us, sir, because these are monumental uh, occurrences over the last 72 hours. No, it really is quite something. The leaks are great. Elon's doing great. Um, you know, there remains a question. OK, he got a crime scene. What crimes, if any, will remain undisclosed. That's always the question when he's not releasing all the files and he may end up doing so, but the advantage of doing it in this sort of serialized tranche by tranche fashion, which has its downsides, it's a little bit annoying, but it has an upside that um, Mike Cernovich actually pointed out and I thought it was very insightful. And the people who are actually guilty of these crimes, the criminals are kept on their toes in a state of just complete anxiety, wondering if they're going to be the subject of the next tranche. And obviously there's a big tranche that remains for COVID, everything in relation to COVID, Fauci, uh, big pharma companies, and who knows to what extent the full truth of that will be revealed. But the anticipation of that is a real really kind of, I think, effective mechanism of psychological warfare. And you see the anxiety expressed through the utterances of Joe Scarborough. For all he knows, there's going to be a file on what happened with his intern. Um, let's talk about Brennan and those guys. Brennan's coming out and, and saying, oh, you're not a man of honor. You're low class. Uh, uh, Tony Fauci. The 51 are already coming to the defense of Fauci. So the whole... 
look, they're not laughing it off. They're very, very nervous. And it's not just the Twitter just gives you the opening to then get into the deep investigation of how the administrative state, the administrative state rolled on Trump. It just they rolled they rolled on Trump. They rolled on him. Remember, the the key things right here are not even it's not even yet. We're not even to the Garland Biden phase of it. We're all to the Trump era. And what happened at that time with Biden's compromise and and and, uh, and captured by the Chinese Communist Party monetarily, his son's perversions, right? A lot of it by the Chinese Communist Party and and, and back backed up by the Chinese Communist Party. The uh, other things with the Wuhan lab and all of it, it's all coming out as the beginning of investigations. Is that tell me? Is that your perspective on this? Because I say all the Twitter executives, yeah, that's going to be important, but they're just part of a massive intelligence operation by the national security uh, apparatus, Darren Beatty. Well, absolutely. And again, this is another big question mark. I don't know how, you know, if it's good. He's, Elon's giving us the truth, but we don't know if it's the full truth. And I'd love to know the full extent of federal communications with Twitter through sort of back channels. I want to know whether the Atlantic Council, NATO's sort of, um, NGO and cut out, whether they were pressuring, and if so, how much? There's so much we need to learn. As for the Fauci thing, I mean, I hope I hope he gets it uh, completely. I hope the full files on him are out. Um, he's one of the great villains of, of the century. Uh, COVID is one of the biggest scams and crimes of the century, and he's the chief criminal because, you know, there are a lot of people who are criminals simply by virtue of going with the trends going with the movement, but here's someone who actually had influence. He could have gone either way, but based on his recommendations, we really set through a policy course that was perhaps irreversibly destructive in many ways to our country in so many dimensions that we haven't even fully appreciated. So I think he's actually, um, he's underappreciated as one of the greatest criminals in American history and should be treated accordingly. Uh, revolvers, we got a couple of minutes. Revolvers reporting of this and how you guys are rolling on this. Uh, as as he's saying now, it's a crime scene. You got a process. This is uh, this is Elon. It's a, I bought a crime scene. Uh, it is uh, you got to prosecute Fauci. We need more signal, less noise over the mainstream media. Uh, talk to me about Revolvers' coverage of this really this monumental story about the the global public square. Well, you know, we've covered a lot of dimensions of it, but one recent thing that I think is worth pointing out, remember, you always want a name and a face to tell the story of a more general problem. And um, uh, about a week ago, we published a piece on the former Apple head of trust and safety, the former chief censor of Apple, and the fact that she was basically the right-hand woman to Eric Holder, the most aggressively partisan member of the Obama administration. And just uh, this morning, we published a piece on Yoel Roth, who was the chief censor of Twitter, asking, well, who is this guy? This guy empowered to be the number one censor at the world's most important uh, speech and communications platform. And it's really astonishing to look at some of his history. It's ridiculous. He's He wrote his PhD on a gay meeting app. He wrote his entire dissertation on a gay meeting app. And, you know, it's 
I'm not here to judge lifestyles, but what's what's interesting about this is that he goes into detail in this dissertation, which unfortunately we had to look through in order to do the piece, but he celebrates all of these ways that people on this gay dating platform circumvent the terms of service, you know, celebrating people bending the rules in order to maximize free speech on that platform, which is very ironic when you look at how he's actually conducted himself as the chief censor on the other side, where he was bending rules in order to censor people on the right. He's got a difference between playtime and work time. Uh, Darren, (laughs) um, we're going to put up everything, all your stuff on the other side. I know you got to bounce. Darren Beatty, Revolver. We're going to get everybody to their site today into his social media. Darren Beatty, thank you very much. Cortez, Kerry Lake, next. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S-A-T-123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.